0: This episode of the Red and White Podcast is brought to you by Will Sossaman, Commercial Real Estate Advisor at Phoenix Commercial Properties right here in Raleigh. Will is a huge Wolfpack fan and NC State alumni whose passion is helping buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants find clear strategic solutions for their property needs. If you're thinking about leasing, buying, selling, or even investing in commercial real estate, you need a local professional with superior market knowledge on your side. Give Will a call, 919-632-6953. And I'll link his email address in the descriptions podcast. Remember that when it comes to commercial real estate, where there's a will, there's a way. Go pack. I was raised by the wolves. By. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. Ain't Run through the night. Play all right folks we are back with another edition of the red and white podcast i'm your host evan here with my special guest my man jeremy from cardinal you can find him on twitter at card sports zone a link to his jeremy underscore
1: csz as well in uh, the bio jeremy how you doing buddy man i'm doing fantastic i I do want to say shout out to the uh that intro it's definitely the second best intro in the conference (laughs) um my intro is, is 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 banging, but that one I would say is a uh a, a runaway for 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 first best, not including mine.
0: I love it. I appreciate that. It's funny when we hear it playing in the stadium and people are like, Hey, that's you and it's like, nah, I ripped a song from Big Sean, so I appreciate Big Sean putting that <laughs> song out of your butt. Yeah, we we've tried different ones before and that one just kind of sticks and I like it. I like it. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate that. Jeremy, I, I know we're here to talk football, but I gotta ask you, Louisville's 0-3 in basketball, three one point losses at home. What in the world? Is that how is that possible?
1: So I think it's gonna be a competitive game this Saturday. I think that Malik uh, may or may not I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> uh, that's called deflection for those of y'all that that are tuning in. <laughs> I, it's it's just it's growing pains, man. I mean, I know a majority of the Louisville, and and here's the thing, and here's why I try to explain to to my to my people who are on the coaching staff that are just coming into this, like, what in the world is going on on Twitter? What is wrong with you know the negativity? Like they they've come from Kansas, they've come from Duke, they've even come from Lexington. I won't say the name, uh, and and. Our social media behavior appalls them. But I will say this it's a very, very small percentage of our fan base overall. I know people that live on Twitter think Twitter is life, but I can promise you it's not. But it's, it's just growing pains, man. I, th- this is um, Kenny's got like two or three guys on this team that he recruited. Everybody else are. Uh, coach max guys and if you remember we had an implosion at the end of the season last year where he left us like a a, a scorned ex-girlfriend and these are the same players that lost 17 or 19 games last year so uh, y- y- you know that you're expecting for okay Kenny Payne's hired everything's gonna be roses but we had the cloud of the NCAA uh infractions over us for six years even when KP got here there, there were, we had a good shot. I mean, we were in it for players that we would have never been in it for under coach Mac, no disrespect to him, uh, intended. And people are still like, oh, candy couldn't close on those guys. Well, no, because they wanted to come play basketball this year and everybody's telling them we're going to be banned from the postseason. We didn't know we might actually miss it, uh, accidentally, but, you know, it's, it, again, it's growing pains. People are going to have to be patient. You know how people are these days. They're not patient. Uh, I just advise everybody, players, coaches. I mean, players, coaches, their families, just stay off Twitter because the people <laughs> that are being ridiculous are not going to stop being ridiculous. That's the society we live in today. If you don't win every game, you suck. If you do win every game, you're not winning by enough. So, th- th- to me... In all three losses, we found different ways to lose those games, whether it was last-second shot versus uh, Chaminade, whether it was a last-second shot being waved off last night, or the first game where, you know, we were down double digits with, like, four minutes left and came back and fought all the way back. and they So, so we're finding new way. At least we only lost by one point. Uh, shout out to Michigan State last night. And uh, you know we've got we've lost three games by three points, so you can only it only goes up from here. Even though we've got Arkansas the next game, what I'm hoping is is this just a situation where the players are the players are getting used to each other still. Uh, Kenny has told people here in our local media that this team is behind where he wanted them to be at this point. Maybe something clicks, or maybe it's just one of those situations. I mean, if you've ever been an athlete, you know. You play better, sometimes against a better competition, and sometimes you don't really give it to that. That's why all three of these games we've lost, we were down at least, I mean, we were down 16 last night with six minutes left and lost because, you know, just, I mean, we lost at the buzzer in a different way. But, yeah, you know, I didn't want to talk about this t- this morning, <laughs> so thank you very much. <laughs> uh, well, you got me in a whole I, different mood, so I appreciate he, you. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get you worked up before we get into football. Oh, yeah. like, uh, you ain't got to get me worked up. I I, I wake up worked up.
0: Uh, we know all about a lot of things, you just went, the cloud, right? I mean, we've heard that for a while with with Keats um, playing down our competition. Yeah, you know, we know all about these things, so you, we're very relatable
1: in in this regard. I know I, we've, we've we've said we all along it. like our programs are like second cousins. Like we we get the <laughs> same treatment from the other schools in our in our state. Yep. Uh, but they won't say nothing to our faces. That's that's the biggest thing. So Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, you know, it's it's Louisville'll be fun.
0: The it's it's a fluke to lose that many games by that you know, that close this early in the season. I don't thankfully the early season doesn't really matter. Uh, it's, just, it's just it was wild. We saw that watched that game last night and just like, holy cow, not again.
1: Like well, and we lost the last game of the season last year by one point. So this is four straight one point oh, wow. losses That's unbelievable. For, for us. That's unbelievable. So it, it it's, um, again, it'll be okay. You just got, you have to have patience. Anybody that can't look, let's, for example, a, a, a kid like, um, a kid like Aaron Bradshaw, which Lexington, uh, again, I'm not going to say the other word, uh, got a commitment from earlier in, in the month. Uh, maybe it was uh, mid October. They t- people were telling them people were telling our university we were going to get a, a season ban. Why would that kid, as much as he loved Louisville, want to come to Louisville if he didn't think he was going to be able to play here? Like it's it just it. I feel like the NCAA and the IERP, whichever one did it, drugged their feet purposely. I don't have any proof to that, but it just feels like it because. Th- they they pronounce us clean of all chart or they give us our punishment, which did not include hardly anything at all, which right rightfully so because this was a Adidas's deal. This wasn't this wasn't even, you know, Coach uh, Patino's fault this time. And um <laughs> I love Coach Patino, too. I mean, he was really good to me when I was up there. But you know, we got rightful punishment, I feel like, fit the uh Fit the crime there. And I think that with the cloud being over, you know, that that we will be able to start. But the, these fans have to be patient, man. And they're not. And a lot of our society is not patient. So I guess they're just going to have to suffer through the ups <laughs> and downs. And then after the season's over, man, watch out. Because, you know, th- this next class, the 24 class, I don't count the 23 classes the next class because we are so far behind recruiting all these kids as well especially with the cloud a lot of them have already committed elsewhere so um, you know we'll say, again patience will equal prominence I feel like in the situation
0: that's a good place to leave it I think they'll, they'll be fine right it's a basketball program that knows what they're doing the leadership strong uh, it's just a just a weird anomaly the way this season has started but absolutely getting on to football. Speaking of weird anomalies, how your season started. I'm telling you, before the season, there was a lot of, I don't know, tumult about Scott Satterfield. And then it comes out and gets housed by Syracuse. And you're like, man, Oh, what we were saying on our pod is, I don't think Satterfield will be there by the time this game comes around. But Louisville has hung around, give him credit. They've been actually playing pretty well on, you know, in spurts. And... You know they still might have lost some games they probably shouldn't have, but I think they're pretty strong. I, it's I, I'm really surprised at where the program is right now, and how it's not just in complete disarray like I think a lot of people were expecting. Are you, were you expecting the same thing, especially after that first week? Like, where's your thoughts on on where they are now versus where they how they started?
1: Well, just being here and being kind of around the program, I'm absolutely shocked that we were able to turn things around because our biggest thing here in Louisville was that we we had not seen a lot of – over the last three seasons, um, we hadn't seen a lot of adjustments, period. Uh, we hadn't seen the caliber of players that even we were used to here at Louisville. And with the NIL, in, in effect, we are uh, – we're actually doing doing really good recruiting, and we're 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 utilizing that really well. So, um, I, I look forward to the next couple of seasons. But yeah, I'm I'm absolutely in in shock that we are sitting here at six and four. Uh, I knew this team was good enough to 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 be to have this record, and I feel like ever since. We lost to Boston College and was like, holy crap, we lost to Boston College. <laughs> um, that was enough of a wake-up call for us to just go out. We went out, and without Malik, because he got hurt in that, uh, hurt in that prior game, uh, We our backup was able to lead us to a couple touchdown victory versus Virginia, which which even then it was like, okay, you should be able to beat Virginia. You know, No offense. Love my Virginia people. And uh, you know, prayers up to them right now, dealing through this dif- difficult time that they're going through. But um, you should be able to beat Virginia with your backup quarterback this season. And the real test was going to come when we, when we, when we. Now at this time, it was ranked Pittsburgh, ranked James Madison, uh, ranked Wake Forest, and then ranked Clemson. And you're like, you could go zero and four, you could go three and one there. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. And the defense, which we – knew, our, our defense has not been an issue all year. They played pretty well the whole season except for the opening game. And I think that was just opening game jitters. And I know it's, people are like, oh, that's that's a lame excuse to use. But, man, it <laughs> happens. I've played football before. I know you get in there and you're like, man, we're going to beat the crap out of this team. And then yeah. nothing goes right. So, um, and then you play Florida State pretty tough, and you're 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 whipping them up and down the field. And then their quarterback goes down, and then they then Rudy comes in and starts <laughs> just tossing it to their eight foot wide receiver in the end zone. Our tallest DB that can cover him is five ten. He's going to catch passes over him. I mean, I'm 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 honestly shocked that they haven't uh, used that same plan uh, game plan for the 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 rest of the season that they've had, but. You know, the defense has been pretty uh, pretty good. Then w- Wake Forest comes into town, top 10 Wake Forest at the time, and we force seven or eight turnovers <laughs> there, which I thought was just like video game type stuff, and it was awesome. You
0: sent Sam Hartman and uh, Wake Forest into a downward spiral. It's been bad
1: ever since. I Absolutely, I think Pittsburgh, I, I'm not sure Pittsburgh hasn't – like this defense causes problems, and that's why even with the questions at quarterback – this this defense is good enough to keep us in in these games, and it's it's a big reason why the the outlook for me. I mean, it took for me. See, it was Pittsburgh first, then Wake Forest. So after the Wake Forest game, I was like, "Well, let's see." I mean, I'm starting to believe, but I need to see consistency, and then to see them completely dominate James Madison. Which hats off to them; they're a lot better team than people yeah. give them credit for. Uh, even even the people that are like well they they play in division 14 double a conference and i'm like well you know whatever conference they play in they, they may not play the same competition we do but that team belonged on the field with us that night and as soon as we were able to wear them out going in uh coming out of halftime that game was over started to believe um then you got to the clemson game and with clemson like, you, no matter how good we are, I always automatically chalk that as a loss because if you are competing with them, those referees will make sure you're not competing with them. And I'm not a big referee blame guy, but there were six to eight calls during that game Saturday that just had me throwing stuff all around the living room. Now, granted, it was like dog toys because I didn't want to break anything, but I was angry. <laughs> I was throwing stuff, and I'm like, we're never going to win there. I don't know why I pumped myself. I picked us to win last week because I thought, you know, we do have the better team um, in places. I know I know they had the better team in places, but I'm like, as soon as that first first call that, that, that the referees made against us, I was like, oh, never mind, we're losing this game. So I think to, to answer your initial question, I know I, you know me. I go off on rants and stuff, and it is what it is. That's just how I'm wired. Um, I, I'm very shocked that we're sitting here at 6-4 and four because I did not think that we could uh, – I did not think that the leadership would be able to – and I love them all up there, I do. But I just didn't think that uh, after the last two seasons and seeing how things played out, I didn't think we'd be able to make the necessary adjustments to be sitting here right now at 6-4. and four.
0: Yeah, I mean, outside of the Syracuse game, which, like you said, I think that was probably the first game anomaly. Nobody expected Syracuse to actually be competent. They lost. You lost Florida State by four. You lost to BC by one, and then that Clemson game. I mean, you lost by sixteen or fifteen, but it wasn't that big of a gap. Uh, I think you guys were in it for the most part. Just couldn't make the play to get over that hump. You know, Clemson just kept making the plays. Right. It just was one of those things, but it wasn't that far away from you
1: guys. Wasn't that out of reach? No. It's just, hard. It's hard to win a game when it's eleven versus fourteen, Evan. <laughs> I. We know all about that. Yes, we do. Uh, I think it's,
0: you know, it's, it's credit to to Louisville, man. I just don't think anybody expected to beat him. Like you said, James Madison, that game, the Wake Forest game, both those games to me really emphasized how, you know, not of a fluke it is right. Those, both those games, they beat the, beat the hell out of Wake Forest. You know, you don't expect Sam Hartman and Wake to have eight turnovers, but then they came back against JMU who, is a really solid squad. They were top 25 at one point. You know, they won at app. They're they're just a good program, well-coached team. And Louisville just dominated them. And I think you're exactly right. The defensive line in particular has been so disruptive. And in this game against State, I just – this is my biggest concern. Our offensive line has been um, erratic and really bad last week against B.C., and this is one of the better D-lines that we're going to face this year. I mean, the uh, Clemson d line's good. I think uh, Texas Tech's got some some players. But I think Louisville as a whole is probably the second or third best D-line that we're going to face all year. And it it's a concern because they are disruptive, and that's what they have been living on. They've been making plays in the backfield. They've been turning people over. And to me, that's the matchup that will determine this game. I think these teams otherwise are pretty well balanced. But – Louisville up front against our offensive line you know if you're a state fan you need to be concerned about that
1: on the and, and, uh, yeah yeah been... really 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 quick I promise this time you, you got to think uh, this is just something that hit my mind about the question you asked me earlier we're sitting here at the middle of the season and we just beat Virginia to, to pull up to three and three we're at 500 you look at the rest of the schedule and at that time the last six teams on our schedule were all ranked and it's like whoop. Well, Nice to uh, it was nice knowing you, Scott. I hope hope you had a good stay here. <laughs> um, I wish you nothing but the uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. And uh, we're good to go. And then we just completely dominated the. Sca- I mean, other than Clemson, we we the defense. Uh, we still had questions galore on offense, and and that's going to continue this week. I uh, I thought the spread of four was, was was fair, especially with this being a home game. Um, I don't know how much the opening spread i don't know what it is now um it's actually, a four, right four and a half me. four and a half yeah um it, it's uh i think it's a fair spread and then when you factor in factor in that we we don't coach is telling people malik is day-to-day i if, if he plays saturday then um i would be completely shocked so i <laughs> I, I think this is a coin flip uh, of a game. Uh, I can see you all winning. I can see us winning. I, I I would be concerned with our front seven as well because they have completely uh, dominated this season. I mean, I think we're first in the country in sacks, tackles for loss. Um, just you name the stat, we're, we're first in it. They really mm-hmm. saved the second, because the secondary was our weak spot at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. It wasn't our front seven. It was all... Against Boston College, I mean, they had Boston College through, I think it was six plays of 40 or more yards, and th- that was our weakness. Now, that's not w- whatever's happened. Our secondary has been playing really, really well. Keytrell Clark uh, decided to turn it up a couple notches. Josh Minkins is playing really, really well. MJ They put MJ Griffin and Quincy Riley in there. Uh, who wasn't playing very much at the beginning of the season, and they've turned it up a notch. So I don't – this is one of those games where – and it's no disrespect to NC State because I know they're a top 25 team still. I know they're a quality team. <laughs> well, it's because, I mean, I think it, it, it's a it's a sign of respect. I mean, y'all are sitting there at 7-3. and three. In most cases, when teams lose their quarterbacks – they take yeah. him completely out of the top 25. It's like, sorry, you lost your guy. Uh, yeah. You're done for. And I'm shocked they didn't take Wake Forest out immediately after they lost Sam Hartman during our game. Uh, well, they didn't lose him, but they might as well have. Um, <laughs> mentally, mentally lost him. They 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 mentally took him out of that game. But uh, but yeah, I I think this is a, a quality NC State team. This isn't one of those this isn't like in years past where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna win forty nine to nothing or thirty five to nothing or what whatever. Yeah, I mean, we were up big on y'all at home a, a, a couple of games ago uh, with COVID. I don't. I, co- the COVID year really threw me off because we played teams the COVID year that we normally didn't play, and we right. played some teams at home or uh, or at home or away two years in a row that it just but. A couple of games ago, we were ranked pretty high, I think Lamar was still here, and we were up like forty-nine to nothing at the half, and y'all really came back and 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 got. I mean, so NC State's always been one of my favorite ACC teams, and I don't say that to everybody, despite what they'll probably tell you. <laughs> um, I have a lot of respect for, for for the team. I have a lot of respect for what they can get done. Looking at the stats, they're fairly even. Y'all allow twenty-six points a game; we allow twenty-eight. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all score 26, we score 28, we allow 20, y'all allow 18. Uh, we average about 70 more yards in total total offense. Uh, y'all allow 30 less yards in total defense. It's there. There's not really a category looking up and down this uh up this up and down this list that that says oh this team has the the uh, the advantage here. The, here's where the advantage is going to lie. Brock doman starts the game Saturday and Brock Brock is a better quarterback than a lot of people give him credit for he just doesn't get to play enough to 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 be consistent if that makes sense so that that's mm-hmm. what that's what worries me um I don't know i'll be honest with you I know a lot about nc state's offense I don't know a whole lot about the defense um I don't know if they're disruptive as far as getting in and being able to get penetration, tackles for loss, sack the quarterback, stuff like that. But this is a game that's it, – it's it's literally – if either team wins this by more than 10, I will be absolutely shocked.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the under big time in this game, uh, especially given what we don't know about the overall um, health of the quarterbacks. So you know Malik's day to day, like you said, and and uh, yeah, he's shaking his head at me, and I was like the same thing. MJ Morris is top of our depth chart, but uh, I don't think anybody on our side expects him to play, and we're gonna go with our backup, backup Jack Chambers, who we didn't see a whole lot of success from, you know, sustaining offensive drives. But coming back to the defense for a second, NC State leads ACC in interceptions, right ahead of Louisville. Right, there's a you know you talk about the overall stats. NC State and Louisville are extremely close together. They're separated by two points total defense. Um, you know, we get into you know rushing. I think NC State's probably defense is a little bit better, giving up 92 a game, but Louisville's is not bad, um, giving up under 150. Uh, passing defense, Louisville's really good. We're kind of middle of the pack. Um, you know our defense is what's carried us all year and that's what's been so frustrating that it has been really good leading a lot of uh, categories and just not being able to have the offense that um, complements that has really been what's been disconcerting for most wolfpack fans you know, you know I'm looking at opponent first downs NC states one Louisville's five right opponent third down NC states two Louisville's five. Fourth downs, Louisville's one, NC State's three. They're very comparable. I think they they're very, they're uh, the teams overall are very similar. Disruptive up front, Uh, secondary can make plays if given the the opportunity because of the front seven. And I think that's that's why this game could be stupid low. I mean, it could be one of those games that you just don't expect. And you know, assuming your backup quarterback plays, I, I don't know much too much about him, but on our side. I don't expect our offense to do a whole lot uh, we're gonna try to run the ball you know excessively much and you know Louisville's gonna be prepared for that they they're too good up front to know that and I think that offensively Louisville's offense is a good bit better than ours just kind of across the board hmm. I don't feel great about it I just it's gonna be a, a stupid ugly game I think we're gonna try to muddy it up um but exact uh, expand a little bit on Louisville's offense and and what we're expected to see without Malik Cunningham, you know, is, is the backup a, you know, dual threat. Is he dynamic? Is he more of a pocket guy? Like, what do you expect to see from him?
1: Well, uh, the first off for, for the, for the Wolfpack nation out there that don't know Brock Doman is actually was one of the last quarterbacks at, uh, Independence Community College, which was the focal point of, uh, last chance you he was he was on the team Ah, i believe the last season it was they never showed him on there uh he he's a a very serviceable quarterback he's not a dual threat he's he's got one threat uh (laughs) and and i don't know that i would call it a threat more than a you know a a spot where he he does well he can pass the ball a little bit better than his completion rate's not better than malik but he finds the open guys better than Mm -hmm. than malik um he he's he has trouble with with faster defenses stronger defenses so that's why i uh excuse me that's why I, uh, I i feel like we're gonna have some this is a game when they asked me when jeff nunn asked me hey i need y'all score predictions for this week i simply just said 24 21 and he said who i was like exactly <laughs> I, I don't i don't know it seems like me and you're sitting here like no your team's, no, yeah. your team's better. No, your team's better. No, your team. But the fact of the matter is, this is a game that truly anybody can win. And uh, I hate those kind of games because you want to get on here. And, you know, I get to talk to you all about once a year, and I want to be on here and be like, yeah, man, you know, you got to watch out for Tyon Evans, he which he's our, our le- leading running back other than Malik, uh, yardage-wise. Malik's still uh, the leading rusher on our team, but he is explo- – uh, if you, would, if you were to ask me uh, <clears throat> players to watch for, Tyon Evans is the guy I'd watch for. Scott Satterfield's always been a run, 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 pass type of mm-hmm. uh, coach, which for us here at Louisville, we're not used to And that may be another reason there's so much pushback. Here at Louisville, we're used to guys like Bobby Petrino and uh, John L. Smith, guys that, that just want to put 50 points on the board every game. And – we got three or 4,000 yard, uh, I'm sorry, two or 3,000 yard receivers, this yeah. and that. We're not used to this old running the ball every, day, every three out of every four times. It's either run, 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 punt, or run, 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 pass, run, punt. It's it's just not an exciting offense overall. With that being said, we are putting, we are getting the pieces we need in football to be able to play a more exciting style of football. So maybe that will change Again, we, we, with COVID and everything, you know, there's an entire, and that's with every team, there's an entire recruiting class that did not get to actually visit the coaches face to face. They had to do what we're doing now, yeah. which is talk on the computer. And that did make a difference. I mean, I know we moved on from basketball, but we had a whole recruiting class in basketball full of transfers, like number one, two, seven, nine, and 12 transfer basketball players in the country. Chris Mack was able to dominate and get those guys and they got here and none of them wanted to play basketball with each other right. or they just couldn't learn how to play. Jared West would be the exception. Um, actually Noah Locke was pretty, pretty clutch for us last year too, but, but the other guys just, they just didn't mesh well. And you know, it's uh, back to football. It's, it's like we're finally getting to pieces. I, I don't think Louisville is is going to be a 10 win ten win team next year. It's one of those things. It's so frustrating because we, we, we only all have so many seasons. We don't know, you know, which season is going to be our last season to watch these teams. And for us to be sitting here in both sports and being like, well, not this year, but the next year should be special. Wait. Very frustrating. But I do trust uh, Josh Heard. I do trust Kenny Payne. I've known Kenny Payne since I was a child. Um, I'm starting to kind of trust Scott Satterfield again. He's never been anything but nice to me. It's there's a difference though. You can know, uh, you can know the the coach and be like, oh, he's a good dude, and then look out on the field and be like, ah, you know, this <laughs> yeah. ain't translating on the field. Sometimes a lot of people have said that he was too nice, and and as much of a compliment as that is, uh, I never had through all my years of playing football or basketball, I never had a nice coach and us do well it was always the the ones that were kind of a little bit of a jerks that motivated us to do better because we're like oh oh i can't i can't get this sack okay well watch me coach boom like it wasn't the guys that were like oh golly gee guys maybe you can get it this time <laughs> no we've had a we've had a whole lot of golly gee the last two and a half seasons i i have seen a whole lot of i have to his credit seen a lot of fire out of coach sat this season I, I've I've seen even though minor I've seen some some uh, I've seen some uh, what's the word I'm looking I've, I've said it like eight oh adjustments I've seen some adjustments with the secondary on defense the Malik's just been hurt all year I mean this isn't the first time he's been hurt and it's hard to get continuity on offense when when your quarterback's been was out for, with a concussion for a couple games. Then he, then he broke his hand because he got slammed up against the wall versus James Madison. He wasn't himself versus Clemson. Then he gets hurt again there. It's like, you know, you just hope to line up and and be able to compete. And I think Brock definitely gives us a chance to compete. And you all have your third string quarterback. Uh, I don't know much about him either. If I'm being honest, I, I, I didn't even know that you're the the, and that's that's probably my fault. I've been really busy, but I didn't even know that that your all's normal. Uh, your your backup starter wasn't starting this week, so that gives me a little bit because yeah. more, more kind of like okay, you know maybe we can get the, maybe we can force him into some mistakes. And we've been turn we've been turning the ball over at a high clip, uh, these last six games. So yeah, I I think that again this is gonna be a three point game either way. Mm-hmm. If if gosh man. if if anybody blows it open it, it it would shock me but there's just components to where you all can blow it open we could blow it open um but yeah I I just th- this game's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a fun game at the end of the game one team's gonna lose so it won't be fun for that fan base too much <laughs> uh, I definitely will not be on Twitter saying oh just. Suck it, Wolf, pack Nation. No, I'm, that's not the type of dude I am, anyway. Um, y'all win, and I'll be—I'll great win. Tag you, and then wait for next year. Yay! It's funny. Um, I, I, to to your defense,
0: MJ Morris still listed as the starter on our depth chart. It hasn't been a, announced that he's hurt. Um, mostly speculation on what we are hearing.
1: I'm trying to say that delicately. Um, sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Mal- and Malik's at the top of our depth chart. He's definitely going to play <laughs> Saturday. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm still I'm feeling the same way about that. <laughs> um, uh, so nobody really knows. Jack Chambers is a fifth year guy. He was at Charleston Southern. Uh, more of an option running quarterback. We, you know, he came in during the Florida State game through two passes, but ran it a bunch of times. We were able to hold on and win, but then he, you know, played the Syracuse game and eventually found out that, hey, MJ Morris is actually a better quarterback. So he lost the backup job. So essentially the third string, but then it became the backup because <laughs> definitely Leary's hurt. So we don't really have a third string at this point. It's a quarterback situation is a mess. I expect them to run him a lot, uh, very similar to what I expect Louisville would do with Malik Cunningham, run, run, pass when you need it. I think we're going to do a lot of the same. We'll probably try to mix in some of the option, speed options, which they were doing with a little bit more with MJ than they were doing with Devin Leary. So, yeah, and just I think it's going to be an offensive struggle, probably, maybe for both sides. Uh, I think Louisville's probably got a better, better running game. And, and O-line, which – probably is a beneficial to you guys it's funny i was laughing while you were ranting there mainly because i could probably take out the specifics the names and just plug you into our team and it sounds exactly the same a lot of we could be there you know wait till next year we got some pieces you know it's a it's it's so similar i'm sure my folks were listening to that thinking like, damn, he's talking about us, you know,
1: listen, just, we really do have some really good. Pe- <laughs> if we can hold on to him, we got some really good pieces coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. we got, we got Ruben Owens, the number one, uh, running back in the country. Uh, we got Pierce Clarkson, one of the top 10 dual threat quarterbacks in the country. That's one thing that's not done. Well, uh, is, is recruit the quarterback. I mean, Malik, uh, I, I went to college with Malik. He's been here about, four hundred (laughs) seventeen seasons and uh you know he's that's just we we don't have a backup quarterback that's why we're and and i love brock and his family i know them uh that's not a knock to him but we don't have a a power five caliber no nobody has competed with malik the entire time he's been here other than he he redshirted his freshman year because lamar was still here And then he battled a little bit with Puma passes freshman year and that he was able to eventually, I mean, Puma played a lot that season, but Malik was able to finally take the job from him. And then he's been on cruise control the last three, uh, three seasons. So, um, yeah, I, it's, 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 um, but yeah, that's one thing he's not been able to do very well is, is recruit at that position. And, uh, uh, we got Pierce Clarkson, we got Reuben Owens. For We got DeAndre Moore for now. He just visited Georgia last week. He's one of the top. He's not only one of the top wide receivers in the country, but he's actually Pierce Clarkson's receiver out at Bosco. So you, you hope that right. that's enough to hold on to him. But but yeah, the offense that the Louisville fans have been yearning for the last four seasons under set, I think we will finally start to see over the next uh, season and a half for sure. So,
0: it's one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and it was a good transition there. Louisville's recruiting has skyrocketed over the last season. Uh, they're currently 17th in 24 7's team ratings for the 2023 class. I, I think everybody assumes it's NIL related. How is Louisville, and this is self interest question here, how is Louisville handling their NIL? Is it a single collective? Is it, you know, where's, who's running it and who's driving it for y'all? Uh,
1: well, there's, shout out to these guys. It's like our former athletes, uh, just to name a few, you know, Angel McCautry, Eric Wood, Larry and Chris Redman. Um, j- just, just, again, I don't want to, uh, Mallory Comerford, she, she's one of the swimmers, uh, one of the greats here swimming-wise. Um, It's 502 Circle, and it is the main NIL collective here in town. Uh, There are a couple of ones that like players' family members started up that they may be good as well, but we don't really uh, promote them that much. Not to say that they're not viable, but the 502 Circle is the official NIL collective of the University of Louisville. And so far, it it seems like uh, football has fully embraced it basketball has not and a lot of people are like man kenny we could have had look got me back on basketball kenny Mm -hmm. we could have had better players if you would just embrace nil well man we are under in the midst of an ncaa investigation Do you think we should be popping up any uh red flags on our own absolutely not a lot of these people just see i mean i could breathe in and breathe out jeremy if i could count the amount of times that i've saw during a game a a little football game where the other team comes out and scores first is like we suck. Just one thousand tweets about how bad we suck. Then we come back and score fourteen in a row. And it's like we're the greatest. <laughs> and then they come back and take the lead. Man, this is the worst team I've ever seen in my life. And it's not just Louisville fans. That's pretty much again, our entire society is like is like that now. And I don't know if it's because of the the younger uh, side of the sp- the spectrum there because they've all been raised to um uh, oh what's the name how, how do I forget for they've been fortnighting and dancing and celebrating and stuff like that for the last six seven eight years and they think that's real life or whatever the participation award type situation I don't know I'm getting off of that I'm not I'm not doing that. that that's one of my hot hot button triggers right there but uh but yeah the 502 circle shout out to them uh very very I mean, those those guys guys and girls there are the best of the best that we've had here and I know that they are going to uh, uh, it seems like everything's going really really well. So, uh, especially on the football side, I think the think the money's there on the basketball side too, but Kenny just just doesn't want to hand out money. He wants you to earn it, and I feel like that's the right way to go. So,
0: I'm looking at the website now and it looks well organized. Uh, in, like information wise, the, the people that are on the board, the advisory council, the business council, um, uh, Louisville clearly doing it right. Uh,
1: I think. Thank you. Thank you. It, we, it, it's all because of me.
0: Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we, we've got to, uh, on our side, we've got to get our stuff together. I think we're still kind of floundering and, and that's why I asked because the Louisville recruiting on the football side has really been dramatically impacted and, uh, probably a model that again, we're very similar universities, uh, probably a model yeah. that we should be looking
1: at. Um, well also though, not but, just really, really quickly it, NIL. I know a lot of people are like, man, Louisville slinging, slinging dollars out there. We also had the, the extreme blessing to have Pierce Clarkson, de- Pierce Clarkson's dad, Steve on board with this movement to Louisville. Pierce committed a uh, Steve's dad, uh, Runs his own quarterback camp out there in, 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 in Cali, and he is really good friends. I think he may even work for Adidas, but he's really good friends with a lot of the Adidas guys out there for football. Mm-hmm. So he's re- him, and, and not to take any, I don't want to take any shine away from our recruiting, uh, co- our coaches that have been recruiting, but Steve Clarkson has been like an unofficial um, third or fourth recruiting coach for us, and he's been getting these guys. Uh, He's been getting these guys to to Louisville for visits. He's been getting them, uh, been getting his commitments. I mean, I think we have three or four kids on Bosco's roster that are committed to Louisville, um, or uh, three or four guys out in Southern California. I know three three of the kids on that team are committed to Louisville, and a couple of more of the 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 California kids out there are too. But uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Steve Clarkson because he's been a huge. I would say it's it's been 50% NIL, 50% having him go to bat for us, honestly.
0: That's awesome. Uh, state fans will probably laugh at the irony of this, that Louisville, according to 24-7 Louisville's best recruiter, top 15 ranked recruiter, number 12 in the country, Pete Thomas, Forder, NC State quarterback. <laughs> so uh, that's Ooh. funny. It works full circle, full circle there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy, I noticed you, and this is completely off talk, but you start you have Ringside Podcast in your
1: Twitter bio now. Do you start new podcasts? Uh, no, that we've uh, so CSC Podcast has been around. Uh, well, CSC Radio is what I like to call it because we were podcast, then we were on the airwaves on ESPN Louisville, then we went back to the podcast forum when my dad got sick because we weren't able to to give them the commitment or our sponsors the commitment that we would like to have. Done, but something we started during the pandemic uh well it was about a year before the pandemic was the ringside podcast which is completely devoted to uh our favorite air quotes sport uh wrestling and um uh, man we had monday night raw here in louisville monday night last week we were able to interview uh Rhea ripley and Candice, candace, candace loray and the show that was here before we got to interview uh Bobby Lashley and Big E and it's just it's it's been it's been awesome to be able to use this platform we have here with the CSC podcast to be able to to do because that helped us out exponentially as far as getting people to tune in because all I have to do is hey wrestling fans go follow the ringside podcast and it gave us the opportunity that a lot of startup podcasts don't get so yeah I love it man I, I love talking about wrestling I love talking to the wrestlers and uh we what was the home of ovw which has been the uh, starting point for a majority of the guys and girls uh not as much now i say majority it's about 50 50 now but five years ago every every event every main event was ovw inspired whether it was randy orton or brock lesnar or john cena uh batista all those guys came from ovw shelton benjamin still wrestles uh, Bobby Lashley still wrestles so yeah yeah we we've uh we 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 are the official podcast for OVW so we get to talk to a lot of those uh up-and-coming stars as well it's, it's been fun man I love it
0: if you ever get <clears throat> Hank Walker on the podcast let me know and I I, I want to join he's former NC State offensive lineman and so really he's just just turned uh wwe professionally yeah,
1: oh yeah so. yeah he's the, uh yeah he he was on screen just a security guard for nxt and uh uh-huh. he's been wrestling matches about the last two months yeah yep yeah love big uh, Hank. i had no i maybe i did know now that you say that i think i did know that yeah or uh, i'll say i did anyway just so i sound smarter than i actually am yeah yeah i knew that i knew that uh <laughs> But, yeah, I love wrestling. I I uh, think I love it so much because uh, I had cousins that wrestled when I was five, six years old. Uh, we, we had a promotion here that toured uh, – back then it was called Territories. And the the, the Memphis Territory was Memphis, Evansville, Louisville. And uh, there was one other, but it was the one that Jerry Lawler ran. And every Tuesday night it was Louisville, Louisville Gardens and – it was fairly cheap my dad would take us to wrestling we'd come home after church on sundays watch wrestling and uh yeah i'm very very thankful that's something that he did because i still enjoy it to to this day so
0: that's awesome that's that's really cool Uh, i I have a similar thing with the podcast where just you know the platform allows you to do the fun things that you want to right oh absolutely i've been
1: able to like I, I, me and Bobby Lashley were talking like we've been best friends. but Now, of course, Bobby remembered <laughs> me because of my, my dad was, uh, was one of those guys that when he took us to – so it was Tuesday nights in Louisville at the Garden, and then 10 years later, it kind of phased out of our area, and OVW was created. And that's when – like, dad would still take me and my brother to the wrestling matches, and that's when Orton, Cena, Batista, Bobby – Uh, all those guys the the guys that are main players now were there and me and my brother would would, just to the very end we would be up on the front row cheering and stuff and we turn around and dad's back there talking to the wrestlers like dad never met a stranger you know he's one of those guys uh he he was one of those guys and uh yeah bobby was like hey i I recognize you i'm like yeah yeah you we we, my dad talked oh yeah yeah your dad so it's given me – I was able to interview Lamar Jackson a couple years ago and Eli Rogers and Devontae Parker. Just It's so cool. I, I know that this is frowned upon in our business and in the wrestling business to, to mark out is what, the, is what they call it. But I feel so blessed that I've been able to cover some of the greats uh, in recent history for, for Louisville football, Louisville basketball, Louisville baseball, uh, OVW impact wwe uh even aew i'm able to get into some actually there's a a press conference tomorrow that i'm assigned to cover for them it's 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 been really cool to be able to to like you said or like you said i said to be able to use this platform to to follow follow my dreams man cool that's awesome man if if i can ever help you push that any farther please let me know oh absolutely absolutely
0: Uh, Jeremy, I appreciate your time, your insight into Louisville. I think this game is going to be interesting from a lot of angles. It might not be super exciting on the offense side, but it's going to be interesting. I think uh, there's a lot of parallels
1: in the program, and and I'm
0: looking forward to it.
1: I think you've changed my mind. I'm going to change my prediction. It's going to be um, Louisville 4, NC State 3. Yeah,
0: there you go. (laughs) That is probably more reasonable if I had to take a guess. Take the under, folks. That is that is gonna be my prediction there. Take the under. Our defense is good. Louisville's defense is good. It could be a could be a sloppy one. If it was a if it was a grass field, I'd say it'd be a sloppy one. But yeah, it's gonna be ugly. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the site, supporting the podcast. Go follow Jeremy. I'll link all his stuff below in the descriptions and go pack. I right do